This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Hey, welcome. We're so glad that all of you came tonight to Faith Church. And we have a special treat for each and every one of us. As a church, we support Tony and Carrie Taylor, who are missionaries in Guatemala. They live there full-time with their family. They're doing a great work for the kingdom of God there. And they're gonna share with you more about what they do, about what's been going on in their world. And so would you put your hands together for Tony and Carrie Taylor. Good evening. Lord bless you. It is a great place for us to be here, Faith Christian. It's great to be with each of you that's here tonight and share with you what the Lord has been doing in in us in Guatemala. And uh, those that are online tonight, I pray that the Lord bless you too, uh, where you are. I don't know how you came through that time of worship, but I just, I I realized that I was just kind of worn out. And just that time of worship just really energized me and helped me realize the Lord is here. And I don't know what each one of you may be going through, but we're going to share about our missions. And then I have a little bit of a message from the Word of God to share with you this evening. And I am here believing the Lord will touch you, your life. He's the one who knows what's going on in you. And so we'll just minister this evening with faith, knowing that God will touch each one of us. Um, We want to share different slides with you here to give you a little bit of a picture of what's going on in Guatemala. My wife, Carrie, is here with me. My boys are in in the children and youth tonight. Um, And we live in Guatemala. We live in a place called Jacaltenango. That's in the northwest corner of Guatemala. We can see Mexico from where we live. We've been missionaries to Guatemala since 2002. And today I wanted to look up how long Faith Christian has supported us as missionaries. But unfortunately, I only have records that go back to 2005 on my computer. So I went to January 2005 and y'all were there. So you've been supporting us since uh, before January of 2005. So thank you very much for all that you've done. Y'all have sewed into our ministry and have been very faithful to us through all of these years and have found more and more ways to sow into our ministry. You've helped us financially, but also you even sent Shelly Swan, Sydney Bacon to be with us and to do a women's conference. And so that had a special impact. Uh, Also, you sent special funds during coronavirus, during the pandemic, and helped us to meet some special needs during that time. So this is the family here. In the next slide, you can see that we are missionaries of Pursue Missions. That waterfall that you see beside Pursue Missions there, that's a 10-minute drive and about a 40-minute difficult hike to get to. So there is tremendous natural beauty around us where we live in Guatemala. We're very blessed with that. And as we go into these next slides, I just want to be sharing with you about what we love to do in Guatemala. You may think they're missionaries, they had to leave America, they had to leave Lubbock, Texas, and so they're crying all the time because (laughs) that's not how it is. We're very blessed to be missionaries in Guatemala. We're blessed to be there and see the hand of God and see him changing lives. So one of the things that we love to do in our ministry is to impact lives. 
We love to touch people around us just like you do here in Lubbock, Texas. There was a guy that called me. His name is Ben Hameen. He called me the day that we were leaving Hakaltenango to come to the United States for this visit. And he said, brother, I was worried that I wasn't going to catch you before you left. And uh, Ben Hameen is a guy, I went to, to where he lives, and his wife was making tortillas. They make tortillas by hand there. I had ordered my tortillas. I was talking with Ben Hameen, and he said, hey, I just want to go to church with you. Um, where do you go to church? So Ben Hameen showed up. Ben Hameen worshiped, cried in the presence of God. He just really was overwhelmed with God working in his heart during that worship service. And I thought, Ben Hameen is with us. You know, he's going to be there every Sunday. I didn't know Ben Hameen was dealing with marriage issues, with alcohol addiction. Sometimes I call Ben Hameen, he doesn't answer. Sometimes I call Ben Hameen several times and he still doesn't answer. And so he started to come to church a little bit more now, right before we came to the States to visit. I've been in touch with him a little bit through social media. But we just love to be involved in people's lives. The next slide shows you Louisa. Somebody came from a church in Hakaltenango there. And she said, Brother Tony, uh, is there a way that you can help us to get a wheelchair for Louisa? So we got in touch with a ministry that does that in Guatemala. We made some connections and uh, got a wheelchair for her. In this picture, my youngest sons are just visiting her, taking her some groceries. We didn't know that God was working through more than just us. He was working through others, and she decided to get baptized. She was going to be baptized a Saturday in May, I believe it was, and Louisa passed away that same morning before she was baptized. Uh, but she had come to that point of just really turning her heart over to the Lord. And one special thing there, I don't know if, how, what you may know about Latin American culture, but it's very much uh, a macho culture where the men have the say over everything. So a lot of times if we minister to a lady and she wants to accept the Lord into her heart, but she'll say, first, I better go talk to my husband and make sure that's okay. And, but in this case, Luisa's husband said, no, you don't need to be baptized by those Christians but she was determined. She was really decided, you know, that she was going to give her heart to Jesus. So that's ours, you know, just our story. Personally, living in Guatemala, we get to interact with people around us just like you here in Lubbock, Texas. This is your mission field. Or those of it that are listening to us online, wherever you live, that's your mission field. Next picture, we just love to strengthen churches. We love to see the ministry of the local churches strengthened. And one of the ways that we can do that, we'll see in the next slide, is that we're able to go in and speak and preach in the churches throughout our area. We live in this area for that purpose. That's our purpose statement, to see God glorified through the ministries of the local churches and to see more people come to know the Lord. And so we're in relationship with churches in about five counties there where we live about 70 or so different local churches that were in relationship to some degree. And so when we came out of the pandemic, because they had lockdowns then too, and there too, and we were not able to visit the churches for a while. But when we came out of that, the churches were meeting. We just went as fast as we could to go to as many churches as we could and visit them again and, and, and be able to see what God was doing. This is one of the churches that we love to preach at. They're just really hungry for for a move of God always when we go there. The next slide shows a place that is very um, significant to me. It's called Sispa. 
This is the village, which is nicknamed the village of witches. There's a lot of witches, witch doctors in this village. There's a lot of spiritual opposition. There's been two very small church plant uh, groups that are there that meet and worship together. Uh, they've been, these two different groups have been there for several years. Very slow growth. Every once in a while we hear of someone coming to the north coming to know the Lord there, but we love to go there and visit them and minister them, minister to them and encourage them in the village of Tzisbah. Uh, the next slide here will show you, actually, yeah, just my wife speaking at a conference. We had a local church that said, hey, can you help us to organize a women's conference? And so Carrie was one of the speakers, and it went well. It was for several churches through our area that were invited to come together, and we did that for, for several years before the pandemic. This is a conference. Uh, you may recognize the lady in the bottom left corner of the screen there. Uh, this was from that conference, women's conference that we had in February of 2019 with Shelley and Sydney Bacon. And that was tremendous, tremendous time uh, there in the conference at the altar calls. As the ladies came forward, there were just puddles of tears as, as the ladies just were touched by the Lord and just cried their heart out to the Lord. It was just, it was tremendous. Here's another picture from that. You can see the people that have come to the altar there during the women's conference. Then this is along with the line of strengthening the local churches. This is us with a local church where my wife worked for about seven years to uh, help strengthen this local church and to help raise up children's ministry. This is a Christmas drama that we did with the children. Next slide shows a mission team. We have a team that comes from November, uh, comes every November from Arkansas has a ministry of healing. We have open-air crusades, crusades in town halls. We go into little villages where the churches are just being planted. That first Protestant church is being planted. And sometimes we go into places where, where there's a lot more believers. So we have groups from maybe 100 people up to seven, 800 people that come. We've seen so many tremendous healings, so many lives that have really been impacted by the love and the power of God. One beautiful thing, they'll be praying for somebody for their physical healing, but the Lord will just speak to them and tell them, this person needs prayer for their marriage or for their children. And, and you'll just see the people that are touched because the Lord is speaking through them. And it's just a tremendous thing that happens every November. The next picture shows you a lady that we prayed for, received her healing, and she's celebrating there. The next slide shows you we also receive a medical team that actually comes from Lubbock, Texas. It's organized by Church on the Rock here in Lubbock, Texas. They come every summer. We have clinics and local churches. It's important for us to create opportunities for local churches to reach out to their communities. They've been trained. A lot of the people in these communities have been trained not to trust the Protestant church for a long time. And so we just look for every opportunity we can to help them show the love of God to the people. And so we come and partner with the local church. We have free eyeglasses, free medicine, free medical consultations, and it's really, really a sweet outreach. Here you see a doctor doing a medical exam. If you want to know what's in those ears, you can ask me after church. I'm not sure you want to hear some of the, the gross things that we've seen in those ears. But uh, they give very personal care.
Another thing that we love is to impact leaders. We know for a strong local church, you need strong leaders. And sometimes our leaders get discouraged and feel like throwing in the towel. So it's very important to us to come along their side and encourage them and strengthen them and help them. So here in this slide, we can see a couple different things. On the right, or I'm sorry, on your left, we have a gentleman named Edwin. He came to a youth conference that we had several years ago. The Lord just really met Edwin at this conference, and he just was overwhelmed by all that God did. I was asked to speak in his church the Sunday after the conference, and he came forward at the end of the service and wanted to share with tears. He just shared about how God did so many things and answered so many prayers during the conference. And ever since then, he has been his pastor's right-hand man. He's been there when the church is open. He wants to serve. He wants to do everything he can for the Lord. The other couple of the family that's beside Edwin there, you can see has a graduation cap. We offer scholarships for people from our area that want to go into the ministry. They want to go to a Bible school. A lot of times their denomination has a Bible school that they can go to. And so we help fund that so that they can go. We've had several graduates now. We're very blessed that they are in full-time ministry. Almost all of those that have graduated with our, from our scholarships are in full-time ministry. So that's, that's been very sweet. And here in the center, we have a lady that has a black and white striped blouse on. Her name is Wendy. She was one of our scholarship recipients. And I just stumbled upon Wendy when I visited this church building one day for a totally different reason, but I found her there, and she had a group of students around her. She had graduated with the scholarship that we provided, and now she is helping to raise up more leaders for the churches in our area. So that was very exciting for us to see. And here we are after the pandemic when we could finally at least get a small group of people together. And so here is in the yard of the house where we, where we live. And we got just the pastors from our local town. We weren't able to pull people from the villages yet. But we had just have pastors and pastor's wives from the local town that came together. We wanted to encourage them. We had a meal for them. Here's my wife sharing from her heart. And then the next slide is right before the pandemic. This was March 16. And we got together pastors and pastor's wives from, from some of the villages near us. And we just ministered to them, had time of prayer, time of uh, the word, time to eat and fellowship together. It's just especially for pastors to be together. And that was March 16th. March 17th is when Guatemala started shutting down. We're talking March 17th of 2020, and the country was shutting down because of all the restrictions. So one thing that we like to see is how God brings good out of bad circumstances. And that's what I want to share with you about. We'll share about uh, coronavirus and how God worked through, during the pandemic. First, I want to share with you, though, about the hurricanes that came through last October. I don't know how many of you may have heard about that, but there was two hurricanes that came almost back to back with just so many weeks of time between them. And so they caused an incredible amount of flooding in Guatemala, north central Guatemala. Where we live, we were, we were pretty much shielded from that in the northwest corner of Guatemala. 
but a pastor that had served in our area before. He was over in north central Guatemala now. We called him, and he told us about the need there. So we went over, and we tried to help with housing. We met with a local pastor in a village that was really affected by the flooding. And so you'll see here this thatch, the thatch house there and the wood planks. This is like a typical house in that area. And so the houses like this that were close to the river just got washed away. Here's in this next slide, you see a picture of a family. We helped them with this house uh, to be put up there. There was eight houses all together that we, that we helped with. The next slide shows you a group of the families that were helping the first five families that we helped uh, coming together there. And then the next slide, this was... Uh, Pastor Romeo, you may have seen, if you were here at the right moment in this church in the past, you may have seen this picture. This is a result of some of the aid that you all sent from your church during the pandemic. There were different needs in our area, and this is a pastor that needed surgery, and due to coronavirus, you didn't want to be in like any of the national hospitals but he really needed a surgery. And so we were able to reach out to him with those funds that you provided and help him get his surgery and take care of that pain that he had. And so we're here once again to say thank you so much for that help. Um, also during coronavirus, there was a lot of pastors and their families that didn't have what they, you know, what they needed for income. They're just used to receiving whatever comes in the offering plate. That's the, the budget for their family. And so when the churches weren't meeting, there was a lot of need. We started calling pastors and getting in touch with them and seeing how we could get help to them. In this picture here, me and my son have on face masks, and we're going out to one of the pastors in our village to give groceries to them. We started helping other families besides the pastoral families in our area that, that had need because of the pandemic and the economic problems that came from that. And then in this picture, you see just the car loaded down with groceries. We started talking to the pastors and the villages. Some of the villages were not able to send their workers out to the plantations where they normally get their income because of all the travel restrictions that came with the pandemic. So the villages that were the most affected, we partnered with those local churches and those villages and helped send out groceries. They went door to door, prayed with the people. In this next picture, you see Pastor Pedro in one of the villages it's actually a village where Pastor Shelley went when she visited us in Guatemala. And Pastor Pedro is giving some groceries. As they gave out groceries, they gave out a gospel message. They prayed with them, ministered to each family. And this is in the village of Chapal. And uh, this is just one of the most tremendous things that happened at the end of last year and into this year. Uh, we have a local pastor that we've worked with for years. And the Lord put it in, the, in his heart to reach out and plant the first church in the village of Chepal. And they've been working at it for about three years now. And they had about five or six people in that village. Just telling you, it's, it's hard in some of these villages to, to reach out to the people. And so they had their first five or six. And I says, well, Pastor, you're going out there to Chepal to see those five or six. How is the rest of the community? Is there a need for groceries? And sure enough, there was. So we started sending out aid, sending out groceries out to Chepal with, with his pastor. And he went out delivering. And this is what you see in the picture here, them delivering groceries to a family. 
And the pastor wrote me and he said, brother, I am just really taken by how bad the housing is for some of these families. If you can see in this picture, I'm not sure how clearly you can see that, but we're, we're looking at just uh, corn stalks that are like threaded together or tied together to help make part of a wall. And if they find a sheet of plastic or rusty old tin or whatever they can find, they'll put it up to help make the roof over their heads and the walls around them. And so this is how the, some of the very poorest families in Guatemala live. So we started partnering with pastor, this pastor in Chepal to help with housing as well. See in the next picture, uh, my, my son and that pastor's son are working together to mix cement. Whenever the rain's coming down the mountain, you know, and you've just got a shack, you've just got a humble little shelter there to live in, you don't want the rain washing into your house. So we try and put something with cement and block around to, to keep the rain out. And then the next picture you can see is here with something that we've built for one of the families that are in need. Um, there I am with that, that local pastor. He's a dear friend. And so then in your, the next slide... This is this pastor and a group of people from his church that go out to Chepal. And we took this picture when I took them out there one day. Someone actually gave this pastor a vehicle so he could get out to the village and to go minister to these people out there. But sometimes he and those that are with him cannot drive. There's nobody going with them that can drive. And so sometimes they've walked two hours to get out to the village of Chepal. So I heard that they didn't have anybody that could drive one, one Friday. And so I, I took them out there and they gave me the chance to preach. And I just want to tell you, it was one of the most precious things for me this year. They put a loudspeaker up so that everybody around can hear the worship service. And so they gave me the mic, and they asked me to preach, and, and I just started sharing a message. And I was just so impressed by the power of the gospel coming through that message in that village of Chepal. And I just really can't express to you what it meant for me to be a part of that and to be there, looking at just the very first believers that were there and knowing that God was raising up a strong church in this village of Chepal. You just got to see things with the eyes of faith, right? And so it was just tremendous. That's, I don't know how to explain to you the feeling, but that was, that was tremendous for me this year to be in the village of Chepal and to partner with these people. The next uh, slide, we want to start sharing with you then about Glory Ranch. This is new uh, for us. It's a tremendous game changer for us. The Lord provided funds for us years ago to have our own house in Guatemala, to have our own land. But we saw that the Lord was putting on our heart to do something bigger, to go further. And so now we're looking to have a retreat center. We're very inspired by the story of Moses and Exodus when they had worshipped the golden calf. And God was ready to judge the people of Israel. And he was ready to, to just annihilate them all and to start over with just Moses. But Moses interceded, and he asked the Lord to forgive the people. The Lord agreed to forgive the people, and the Lord also agreed to go with them to the promised land. And we're thinking about maybe two million Israelites here. So that was a tremendous day of prayer, if you can imagine, in the life of Moses, to receive that forgiveness for 
two million people, and to receive the Lord's presence to go with them. But even then, at that moment, there was something else so important to Moses. He wanted to strengthen his relationship with God. And so he said to the Lord, he said, now show me your glory. And that's what Glory Ranch is to be about. We want it to be a place where people can come and call out to God for him to show his glory. Uh, we look at leaders around us and we think about that story of Moses. And a lot of the pastors and the leaders in our area can, can, can get tired. Um, and we want Glory Ranch to be a place where they can come and get away and have a time of being refreshed and come away from there strengthened and ready to serve their people once again. So in the next pictures, we're going to show you some of the development there. We have a piece of land, and it wasn't flat because it's hard to find flat land in Guatemala. So we had to bring down the higher parts of the land, and then we later we'll be building a retaining wall to where we can put in fill dirt and we can have a, as a flat area to work with. And so here we are getting stones out as the tractor moves the dirt. And we got a lot of stones. <laughs> we got maybe 70, 80 truckloads of stones out of the land as we were moving the dirt. And so that is very important because with stones, you can start building. And so the next picture will show you. Um, we took the largest stones and started breaking them apart into the right size of stone for construction. And then you see that we were able to build those into a retaining wall here so that we can uh, be, be ready to build buildings on that. The next picture will just show you there on the other side, the inside of the retaining wall, there's anchors that are holding it in place. So it's a very strong retaining wall. Next picture, this is from the outside. This is the retaining wall and then some of the property wall that is built on top of that. Um, so we're very thankful for, for what we've been able to build there, and we've come to the point where we're ready to, to build our house on Glory Ranch. This isn't just another picture there showing you. This is the upper part of Glory Ranch. So back in behind this, there's more land. That's where we want to have cabins, dorm, dining area, and uh, we'll also have space on Glory Ranch for recreation. So we're very excited about this project. This is what we're sharing with the people in the States about a lot while we're here this year and these months. And we're looking to raise $120,000 for that. We're not used to raising large amounts of money because most of what we do is relationship work, preaching, visiting people, encouraging people, helping organize events and conferences and activities. So this is a new ground for us, new territory, but we're very excited about it. We're raising $120,000 by April of 2022. Very thankful to be able to report to you tonight that we are a third of, at least a third of the way there. We have over $40,000 now raised, and there's, a, there's an energy, there's a momentum here. Different churches, individuals, businesses are getting behind us. Uh, some people can't give a whole lot, but they can give faithfully, and it adds up. And some people can give those one-time gifts, and some businesses are giving on a monthly basis. So um, we're very excited about this time. And by April of next year, we want to have our family established on this land where we can be there, live there, stop paying rent, and continue working 
on Glory Ranch. The 120000 that we're raising will help us not only with building our house, but also taking other steps to develop this property. Uh, if you want to pray for us, the land next to us is potentially for sale. So we're praying that that will, will come into our hands also so that we can extend Glory Ranch, make it bigger, make it a place where we can receive more people. At this point, we're in vision, our vision is to have housing for up to 30 people to come for different prayer retreats and activities there. Um, so that would be great if we're able to have more land and make it a bigger place to serve the Lord. So thank you very much for, for your uh, support as a church. Thank you very much for your interest personally in what we're doing. Um, we will be out here in the foyer after this service. And if you have any questions, please come. We want to talk to you. Uh, we also have a sign-up sheet there. If you are not personally already receiving our newsletters, then please come and give us your, your name, your address, your email address, whatever you would like, so that we can get a newsletter to you. We want to keep you in touch and let you know uh, what's going on. If anybody is wanting to give towards Glory Ranch that's hearing us online uh, by chance, then you can make your donation through Faith Christian Church. Just please indicate that it's for Glory Ranch, and they will take care of getting that to us. Thank you. And so I wanted to share with you this evening also um, about peace. We all need peace. <laughs> and we need peace in, in, in all areas of our life. And I want to just dive right into the scripture this, this evening. And James 3, our first scripture here, James 3, 9 through 10. This scripture talks about the tongue. And I just really feel like this is so very important. If we're to have peace with other people, then we need to be very careful what comes out of our mouths. And so James 3, 9 through 10 says, Sometimes the tongue, sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. I'm standing here in a church building that is set aside for God. It's a place for God. And you wouldn't want anything evil coming in here. Because it's set aside for God. But yet sometimes our tongues, we praise God with our tongues, with our words, with our mouths. We praise the Lord. And we should see that what our tongue does should always be for the Lord and pleasing to the Lord. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk Come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. If we were to roll the tape back through the past week or two, how far would we have to go to a place where we goofed up with what we said? We said something that was not good for those that were listening. Uh, maybe we don't want to roll that tape back, but we need to be careful. This is a very high standard that God gives us. To not let any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths. You may think, my goodness, how, how, that's, that's not me. I can't do that. But no, God gives us instructions because he can help us to obey them. God gives us high standards 
because he cares about us. He wants us to be able to rise up to the standards and to the, the quality of life that he has for us. So let's receive his commands. Let's receive his instructions. Um, let's also see Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 15. This is also is a verse that gives us a very high standard. It says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. What is that one thing that is the hardest for you to do without complaining or arguing? <laughs> I think we could all make our own list, right? And it may be a good thing for us to do to really think, if I'm going to obey this verse, where do I need to improve? What happens that leaves me complaining and arguing instead of praising God and thanking him that he's better than whatever I'm dealing with, that he's bigger and he can help me with it. Romans 12, 18 says, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. That's also a very high standard. All that you can, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. So we need to be very careful about what we say and about what we do so that we are able to live in peace with those who are around us. You may be able to think about those people that are hardest for you to deal with, people at work or in, maybe even in the family or at school, somebody that is really, they just tick you off, and it's really hard to deal with certain people. And we need to do all that we can to live in peace with those people. Okay? But I also want you to think closer to home. Think of those that you love. Think of those that love you. Sometimes we let our guard down when we're with the family, when we're with those best friends, with the people that we've known for the longest time. And we start saying things that we shouldn't. We start saying things and they're not taken well. And it affects our relationships. We need to take care there too with our closest of friends and closest of family. Think about how you talk with people in public, but also think about how you talk in private with people, especially your family. And I want to challenge you to think about how you say things also. What tone of voice are you using? Sometimes it's not what we said. It's what attitude we communicated when we said it. So we need to be careful about that tone of voice and how we're relating with people. And then I want to share with you from Proverbs chapter 3. To have peace in our lives, we need to have peace in the relationships. We need to have peace with the people that are around us. But we also need to have peace in the circumstances. Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. If we are trusting in the Lord with all of our heart and we're not depending on our own understanding, then when a difficulty comes, when a hard circumstance comes and we can't figure out how to deal with it, what do we really need in that situation? We need to be able to trust in the Lord. We need to be able to bring it to God 
And we need to say, God, this is what's causing worry. This is what's got me fearing. This is what's troubling me. But God, I thank you that you are bigger than this circumstance. I thank you, God, that I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to deal with this relationship problem, with this financial problem. I don't know how to deal with these challenges at work, whatever it may be. But God, you know how to take care of this. We've got to be very careful that what we are doing is trusting instead of depending on our our own calculator up here to figure out how everything's going to work out. And I need to jump ahead for time's sake. I want to go to um, the verse John 14, 27, where it says, Peace I leave with you. These are the, the words of Jesus to those that wanted to follow him. And he said to his disciples, to his followers, he said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. We need to see that Jesus is in our boat. When the storm comes and the storm of the circumstance around us wants to cause a storm in here, in our hearts, in our lives, leave us anxious and worried, we need to receive his peace. We need to be able to see that Jesus is right there with us. He's the one who can rise up. He's in the boat with us. He can rise up and he can calm that storm. He can intervene. He may give us the wisdom we need. He may intervene in a miraculous way. We don't know. We don't know how God's going to do it, but we know God. And we're thankful that we can look to him, that we can trust in him. And it looks like we're out of time here, but I just really want to leave that with you and encourage you in the Lord. You know what's going on in your lives, and you know what area you need to trust in the Lord. And I just want you to challenge you to look beyond the circumstances. And don't let your heart be troubled. Even though you see fear, anxiety, worry, knocking at the door, wanting to come in. But you look to the Lord. Let him calm that storm. Let him give you the peace that only he can give you. Thank you so much for for this opportunity to be with you tonight. And we're going to be out here in the foyer with you afterwards. And we'd love to talk with you and share with you more out there. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.